Enjoy local voices. Enjoy local opinions. All on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts. Featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local. Say It Loud Network presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. Don't just think about what, you know, you're called to, um, but what is calling you. Um, And I think when you can find alignment there, that's when you know there's going to be this beautiful combustion because what that alignment does is it says to you that you have the opportunity to utilize all of your gifts and all of your talents and not leave fragments or segments of you anywhere. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Taibo Champ, a long, long, long time friend. She's also the co-founder and chief brand officer of Brown Girl Jane. So before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we want to hear from you. Your feedback means so much to us, so please subscribe and tell us what you think. All right, everyone. Ty is a former beauty and fashion magazine editor of O, the Oprah magazine, 17, Vibe Vixen, and InStyle. Ty is also an established serial entrepreneur and TV host who has hosted her own shows on TLC and GSN. Last summer, Ty hosted and produced Lens of Culture, a travel show created for millennials of color on Clio TV. She is also a regular contributor to network and cable TV, including ABC, NBC, E, BET, TV One, among others. A true multi-hyphenate committed to the upliftment of women, in 2019, Ty launched Beyond Ready, a purposeful development platform that partners with corporations, organizations, and brands to support the professional and personal growth of its employees. Partners have included The Wing, Curls, and the National Black Child Development Institute. In April of 2020, Ty further expanded her entrepreneurial footprint joining Brown Girl Jane, a plant-based wellness and CBD company, as co-founder and chief brand officer. In partnership with two fellow Spelman alumni, Ty endeavors to not only shift the perception of what wellness means for women of color, but is committed to providing education and access to natural products and services that meaningfully support women in actualizing wellness for themselves. I'm so honored and grateful to have Ty on Business of the Beat. Ty, oh my gosh, my sister, soul, it is amazing to have you. Welcome to Business of the Beat. Oh my gosh, can I just tell you, I'm so excited to be here. And um, it took longer than I thought and wanted. And every time I was like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. So, you know, we talk business, we talk the beat, we talk beauty, we talk all the things. So I'm so excited to be here with you and congratulations on this fantastic and most necessary um, podcast and platform and conversations that you have for the masses to really learn about what it really is. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You know, We've been, you know, together as friends and everything for like almost 20 years, at least 15 years, going all the way back to New York. And so it means so much to be in this moment and this space with you and to even have you just acknowledge the work that I'm doing because, you know, I 
am just so inspired by the work that you're doing. And it takes all of us collectively to just keep fighting and pushing and acknowledging each other. And you have always been um, so supportive. Even when it was hard to be supportive, you've always been supportive. And so I'm excited for this conversation. I had to start. I was literally waiting. So I have my balance drops here. And I was like, every morning on your morning mindset, which we're going to talk about, you kick us off. And I was like, you know what? Today, I'm going to wait so I can do these together. Even though you waited all this time. I don't know how you made it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. We are together. I said, I was like, I'm literally going to wait because this is Ty's ritual and I want to be part of her ritual and do it. I usually take it early morning at like 530. So my body's like, wait, where's your balance drops? So thank you so much. Um, I must tell you, this one is almost empty because I take balance in the morning. I take it in the afternoon um, and then I take my rest in the evening. And when I don't take my balance, I feel that I did not take my balance. Yes, it is. I have to tell you, it's so true. Like when we were talking about it and I started to monitor it because I heard you talking about it on your morning mindset show. And I said, let me just kind of see the difference. And I literally, I mean, I have my backup box ready to go because to your point, when this is done, I'm like, box is ready. I'm like double fisted here in balance. So I love it. I appreciate you. And that's a great kind of segue. So you, I mean, Ty, it is just, I saw some photos of you, um, what, who, I can't even think of the channel, but it was with Pryor Moss and it was just, I'm just like, your career has just been so inspirational. I literally get chills when I think about it because you are, you're educated, you're beautiful, but you've also been a TV personality, which you still are, a host, a journalist, a you're a founder, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, you have been featured in every single publication. I was going through the list when I was going through your bio and I'm like, it's not essence. We've had conversations about essence. It spreads the entire gamut of race, of culture, of geography, where you have touched consumers, where you've touched your community. And it's phenomenal. So I'm going to keep bragging on you as we go. But I'd love for you and your own words to tell us about your journey until, you know, now in this present moment together. Wow. Thank you so much, Kendra. And um, it's just a love fest because we have been together as friends. I think it is close to 20 years, if not 19. I think it was 2001 or 2002 at Asia Bradley's house (laughs) when we met. Um, And so you do know the journey and I'm so grateful and I'm so proud of you as well because we have had so many iterations of what it means to grow and to evolve, but most importantly, to build and to impact. Um, So I'm grateful for that. Um, Very quickly, I started my career in magazine publishing more than 22 years ago now. I was doing the math and then said, stop doing math. Then <laughs> you're strong. Actually, leave it be. Leave it be. Um, but, you know, I, I started like really as this doe-eyed, enthusiastic, always connected to humanity, um, but working in beauty, not knowing what the opportunity really would be. You know, I remember being this little girl loving fashion and loving magazines and loving beauty, but never thinking that was something or an industry for me. And so I've just been really fortunate to have that legacy working at Oprah and Seventeen and Harper's Bazaar and Vibe Vixen and In Style and um, then going into philanthropy and working with my mentor and advising um, his family office and, and on investing social impact investing in Africa and in Newark, New Jersey, which is my hometown. And then I started my company by accident, but with intention, (laughs) um, where I started consulting with brands and helping them to tell more meaningful and impactful brand narratives, really drawing on my experience as an editor. And I think foundationally rooted in um, helping to empower women, which I learned from the best of Oprah Winfrey. And, you know, that led to, as I was working with brands and consulting with brands, brands starting to say, like, look, we want you to be the face of the brand. And quite honestly, I was happy being an editor and being behind the scenes and helping to orchestrate and direct narratives and engage women in a meaningful way. Um, But as God and fate would have it, 
I was able to, un, you know, tap into a, a natural talent and skill set by engaging with people in front of the camera. So fast forward, I still do all of that um, with Highlight Media, which you know very well um, because we had the opportunity to work together over the course of some years intimately. Um, and then I, you know, reconnected with my son and sister Malika um, and Nia, her biological sister, around Brown Girl Jane, which they had just started to work on. Um, and they were saying, like, look, what are your thoughts? You're a beauty girl. You're a wellness girl. What do you think about this? What do you think about CBD? What do you think about plant-based wellness? And um, I said to them, I said, you know, I think this is definitely something that is powerful. And when I tried the product that was then in beta in early formulations, um, it changed my life. And I wanted to continue to evangelize the plant um, and wellness for black and brown women, especially because that's who I try to embody and what I and how I try and live. And so that's the journey. I continue to run Thai Life Media and, you know, building Brown Girl Jane. We're just a little over a year old and they, you know, shift and change the face of what beauty and wellness means, especially for black and brown women. I, I, I just, I love it. And I love the journey and I love the connectivity of being able to put yourself into multiple things that are all connected to creating and to building. And the fact that you said, and, and we'll talk about this because I remember my mom, my daughter and I were in New York and you said, come stay at our place. I'm not there. And we walked in and there were Bible verses all around and you instantly feel the spirit. And even as you were talking and you said, as God would have it and as fate would have it, like it took you on this different path and you've always been so spiritually grounded and rooted and talk about that because I think that it's important. You know, we've been through such a traumatic experience on so many levels. And when you talk about Thai Life Media, Brown Girl Jane, and it really is rooted in this notion of God and being. So talk about how that plays into your world. And one thing on your morning mindset this morning, I loved this. You said the spirit is what holds and shines a light on our physical beings. So tell me about spirituality in terms of your journey. Oh, wow. And thank you for that quote. It's like so crazy because a morning mindset you know, I'm in the moment. It's nothing orchestrated. I don't know who's coming on. I don't look at the devotional the day before. It just really is what speaks to me in those moments. So I don't remember that quote, but that's so true. So that's good. Thank you. <laughs> I was um, like, you did say it. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Um, yeah, you know, I think spirit for me, interestingly enough, um, and, and I believe that we all have encounters um, with spirit. People call it different things, and I appreciate that fully. And I, I say that from a p- place of, of, of true belief. You know, I grew up in a Christian household. I went to a Catholic school so I can recite the Apostles' Creed, the Hail Mary. My uncle is Muslim. My, my sister, who is my half-sister, her mother is Jewish. She's Jewish. You know, I've been exposed to all these uh, faiths. And so when I talk about spirit, I think it's really important especially as we talk about wellness in our beings, right? Um, that we all recognize that there is a spirit guide. Um, there is a divine and divinity in all of us, no matter how you see it or how you mm-hmm. decide to define it for yourself. Um, but my encounter with spirit um, was very early. And I think it has a lot to do with how I was raised and brought up. I was re- raised by my grandparents and my mom. And I think when you're around old seasoned black people from the South, (laughs) (laughs) they're going to remind you of spirit and God um, all around you. Um, But what it has become for me as I have grown um, in wisdom and in life experience, all 25 years of it, uh, I'm staying there. Exactly. Yes. going to rest there. Thank you, spirit. No. uh, And thank you, Glow Luminous Face. That's what I was going to say. It's the glow drops. It's, I I have those right here as well. So we all know it's the glow drops. It is the glow drops. Um, but I, I think, you know, as you grow in wisdom, you realize that you are given, Um, abundance and power, but you also can't do it alone. So there is something bigger 
at work that you have to tap into, especially when you don't have strength, especially when you don't know. And if, as you said, you know, as we know it, this last year for all of us has been a year of reckoning, a year of consciousness, a year of leveling, a year of recognizing that there is a, a, a something in and through us. There is a through line that is more palatable, not because of geography, but because of soul center and spirit. And yes. so spirit serves as a guide for me. Spirit serves as a guide for me in my business, um, in my businesses. It serves as a guide for me in my relationship. It serves as a guide for me in um, how I choose to grow, how I spend my time. Um, and, and I think that the more we're willing to have conversations that don't seem so specific um, or so contrived and so forced, yes. the more we will see expansion um, yes. individually and collectively as a people. I love that. And it really is. It's about as a people, it's about how do we come together? How do we recognize that there is something far greater than all of us and especially individually? And that, you know, I truly believe as you, like there has to be a divine power that is guiding all of us because we can't, we can't do it on our own. Like as much as we try and even as, you know, entrepreneurs and founders, like we try and carry the weight of so much to protect those around us, to protect our team. But we also have to ground ourselves in knowing that there is something greater that exists. And to your point, whatever that is, and having the ability to be around all the different religions and spirit-led, spirit-driven, spirit-blessed people, I think it's really, it's powerful. And I can feel it through you. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because, you know, on a, on a personal level, I'm always like, tie, tie, tie. And on a professional level, I was, I was literally hosting this workshop about branding. And I was putting slides together and I literally put you up. And I was like, this mm -hmm. is somebody to emulate. And I love it because it is, it's your different businesses. It's your belief. It's all the things that you're building on your terms. And I love, like, I mean, literally we went through so many different IG profiles and yours is just so unique. And so what I wanted to do, which is different than what we normally do, but you're Thai. And so we have to do things that are innovative. Um, you have these amazing descriptors and what's amazing about them is just how they're written and the order of which they're in, which I know you when I know it's intentional. So what I wanted to do was call out the descriptor and then you just quickly tell us like what that means to you, why it's important, because what we're finding mm -hmm. with, I know it's a good one, but you got it. Like, wait, like, this is the whole exercise and a, wow. You're, okay, you're going to be I'm so here. good. I love it. I love it because here's the thing. I, we have, so many founders and entrepreneurs that are like, how do I brand myself? And what do I say? And what's my profile? And I love how you merge your worlds together and how you are a boss here. You're a supporter here. You're a friend here. So it is going to be fun. I'm, I've been so excited about this. So I'm just going to go through these descriptors. And again, you wrote these. So I'm just <laughs> playing off of that. So we'll do it this fast. Okay. So the first one is believer and it's B-E-L-V-R. Tell us, tell us, tell us. So I am a believer. I think it's first important, um, as you know, we were talking about spirit, that people know that I'm a believer in God, creator, divine. But I'm also a believer in people. I'm a believer in humanity. I'm a believer in women. Um, and so when I think about being a believer, and that's the other thing, it's like, you know, when with our descriptions, you know, I never want to rest in one place yes. because I think people who know me as you do know me, it's like, you know, I could have been pegged one thing. You even yes. opened up and said, you know, you're educated and intelligent and beautiful. And so I could have been pegged as that. But there there has to be an ellipsis. Believer. Got yes. It. Okay. All right. Lover. L-O-V-R. Lover. I am a lover of people. I'm a lover of God and I am someone's lover. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. And we know this one. I love how you did it. Founder, F-N-D-R. And you have hashtag Thai Life Media. It's Brown Girl Jane and Morning Mindset with Thai. So I am a founder of beautiful things that believe in uh, the humanity and the goodness of women. 
Um, and so you know what Brown Girl Jane is, you know what Thai Life Media is, and you know what Morning Mindset is. I'm a founder. I, I love it. I love it. And this one is great. I literally just bought um, a plant-based cooking book. So this one is Plant Eater, P-L-N-T-E-A-T-R. <laughs> so um, um, I'm vegan and um, I love plants. And, you know, it was also like I, I wanted to play not on the full word, but on partial, because, again, people try and see segments, but you yes. can also make it the whole. Oh, oh, my gosh. People also try and see segments and you can make it the whole. I love that's what I was saying. I knew there was intentionality. That's why I'm intentionally spelling it. Because I knew that all of this was done with purpose. And so I love that. And the next one is wellness, W-E-L-N-S. Yeah. So um, when I was when I was trying to figure out how to spell wellness fully, it was about, again, it was about wholeness. And so I think about wellness as like this whole pie. Um, but I know that people, that's not a, the, the everyday term around what wellness means. So I'm trying to redefine what that means. So wellness was also a play on wholeness. Nice. Oh, ooh, this is so good. The next one is speaker, S-P-K-R, which we all know you are literally one of the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was pretty just straightforward. I was just like, you know, I, I, I wanted to lose some of the vowels and things. I mean, it goes back to this idea of segments and fragments and how we see things and how we can define them on our own. And I will also tell you that I was inspired when I was coming up with those um, about the eye chart. So, you know, when you go to the office and you have your eye exam and you're looking at the eye chart, like what are the letters that step out at you? And I want it to be those, the fully pronounced letters. Oh, my, Ty. Okay, we have two more. These are great. As you're explaining it, I'm like, ah, this is so good. And the next one is producer, P-R-O-D-C-R. Yeah, so um, I think I was playing. Yeah, I think I was playing with. I was thinking about products in that moment, but also wanted to. It's so interesting because I think I wrote these probably like a year ago, um, and and I just wanted to keep it simple. But you know, I produce things. It's not just yes. production of TV, but it's about production of thought. It's about production of you know energy and what all the things that we can produce. Oh my gosh, production of thought and energy. And I love that because so many people think that it's like, I'm producing a film, I'm producing this, but there's production in our everyday lives. So that's fantastic. Exactly. And the last one is champion. And it is spelled C-H-A-M-P-I-O-N. So you chose to do that one fully and end with champion. I wanted to end with champion because I, I it's like weird, Kendra, I... I, I really am a champion of other people. I'm a champion of the goodness that I see in people. I'm a champion of love. Um, and that's a full stop. I'm definitely a champion. I, full stop. Full stop. You, you are. Full stop. Full Thank stop. You. And it has been consistent. Like I keep coming up with the word consistent because there's very few people who can have, when you're around them, that same consistent energy decade over decade, month after month shows up. And that is so mm -hmm. true for you. And I love ending that series with kind of champion of other people, because as we talk through Brown Girl Jane and the movement that you're creating, the innovation that's behind your brand, you literally partnered with, and I love how you said they're biological sisters, because you are, and I've heard you say, like, you're, you're part of their sister tribe. We're all sisters together in that sense. So as a champion of people, recognizing two women that had a concept, they came to you, you said, here's how I can support, I believe in this, here's how we can do this together. Talk about Brown Girl Jane. It is, it's phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, well, you know very well, actually, <laughs> that Brown Girl Jane, um, as well as other products and collections, have always been a part of um, what I desired commercially and from a professional standpoint. I'm thinking of a diagram that I probably showed you around the business that yes. I was seeking to create in 2014 or 17, probably 2014, 14. like a long time yeah. ago. Um, and it, it literally, I knew that I always wanted to touch women 
both tangibly, you know, through content, through media and what have you. And so to partner with my sisters, um, my Spelman sisters, Malaika and Nia has been something that I always knew. And I think I called into my life. Um, as well as I was called to it. So I think there was duality in that. And I also say to, you know, young founders or people who want to develop or build something or establish something, don't just think about what, you know, you're called to, um, but what is calling you? Um, And I think when you can find alignment there, that's when you know there's going to be this beautiful combustion because what that alignment does is it says to you that you have the opportunity to utilize all of your gifts and all of your talents and not leave fragments or segments of you anywhere. Um, and I think that that's beautiful. With Brown Girl Jane, um, Malika and Nia had started you know, doing research and had started to develop some products um, with CBD as the hero ingredient. You know, me coming from the beauty and wellness space as well as being you know, a brand and marketing person uh, you know, who has maintained a lot of amazing relationships, including yours over the course of these last 20 years. Um, And I said, look, this is something, this is something that women, especially black and brown women need to know about because we know about the criminalization, the over-criminalization of the plant within our community, which has created, you know, uh, dire stigmas against the plant that can actually be beneficial and help heal us. Um, And so, you know, I thought that this was an incredible business opportunity, but more importantly, I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to impact. And so we've been around for a year. We've developed something called the Black Beauty and Wellness Summit, uh, which is held every September. We're going into our second year. We had the opportunity to partner um, with you and Respin and Holly and other amazing people to actually evangelize what I know from my own personal experience is essential, that we help heal women. And that we intentionally help heal women who have been the most disenfranchised. And yet the 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 demographic that has had the most uh, weight on their shoulder, um, and that is black and brown women. And so at Brown Girl Jane, we provide easy solutions, whether or not they're CBD or non-CBD. We're launching personal fragrance with a mood-based technology this fall. Um, we're really excited about that to bring wellness to your everyday life. And that's what we do at Brown Girl Jane. Oh my gosh. I just, it just literally, like I get very emotional about it because we need it. And we are the ones we carry so much. And it's not just about the product, right? Brown Girl, Brown Girl Jane is so much more than that. And you talk about the summit and you talk about the mission. And we look at the criminalization of what's happening just in terms of our community against where we are now and how it's so different by states and politics and all of these things. And if we put all of that aside and we look at the real mission and the work that you're doing, it is just, it's so beautiful and it's so needed. And even, and we were talking about this in terms of the summit and and what you're building and that it's not even just about your brand. Like you guys, you've created a brand and the brand has a product and the product is really, really great. But what also empowers us to continue to support the brand is the women and the mission behind it. And that you are thinking about helping heal women and through different means that we may not have thought about. I heard you on Clubhouse talking about CBD and the benefits. And I was like, go die. I'm learning. I'm learning. It's just, it's mind blowing. And you, you're doing it. Well, thank you. And I think, I think what you hit on is really about as a brand builder um, and what I do know also coming from, you know, the world of consulting that I think Brown Girl Jane is doing incredibly well, but also um, incredibly organically and, and, and innately and authentically is, you know, you had a lot of brands who didn't connect with their consumers and or what we call at Brown Girl Jane, our tribe, authentically. And now they're trying to work in reverse to figure out a way to do that. But because we were so intentional about it, I mean, it's why we created the summit. It's why we have uh, You Good Sis, which is the weekly IG live show that we do on Brown Girl Jane. Um, and what you see, obviously, and I'm grateful for this, this is all authentic separately to who Tybo Shamp is, right? And so, you know, um, it's what I do with Morning Mindset. It's what I've always done when you would get scriptures or passages or devotionals from me or good mornings from me. 
Um, and so creating this healthy ecosystem where women can see themselves in this brand, whether or not they're purchasing the product yet, right? Because we know that that's soon come, but whether or not it's providing a space and a platform for us to share our emotional um, uh, feelings and, and the things yes. that we're dealing with and our challenges and opportunities for growth so that it's a really organic and loving way um, to connect women, period. And then we say, and you know, our collection is here to support that as well. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because I love the candle. You and I, I, I gush, I literally was like showing Ty. This, when you talk about wellness for women, it is, it is, it's what, it's, it's literally the atmospheric energy of how you even set your space up. And Ty knows I'm such a morning person, like 5, 5.30 a.m., it's my jam, and I literally sit this candle. It is just, it's, it's everything when you're meditating, when you're this. And so even when we talk about, yes, it's your path to products because the products actually fit in. They tell the story. They bring the conversation to life in a tangible way that you can actually infuse everything. But it is, it's, it's my morning candle that's for your goal. morning mindset. <laughs> that, that's the goal. That is exactly it. And I, um, I think, you know, Again, to speak to people who are thinking about building business or starting something, um, think about what is essential to you and for you um, and use that really as um, kind of like the blueprint or at least um, the informant of how you build. Because if something is essential to you, then you can make the case for how it can be essential to other people. Um, and that's also how I think, quite frankly, Brown Girl Jane, in the midst of um, what we love to see, like I love to see other women creating businesses. I, we don't want to be the only ones. I had someone ask me the other day about what it feels like to have been the first at this and the first at that. And what was my mindset going into that? My mindset is I don't want to be the first or the last. And, and so how do you create room? And at Brown Girl Jane, we do that as well. So I think, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about building and establishing something, what is essential to you that you know you can make the case for will be essential to other people? And that's also the part of innovation because some people might not see it. But how you design and, and craft not only that collection or that product, but that story, that engagement um, is can be a, a powerful driver to that end. Well, and let's talk about that because you've had some you've had success in retail. And it was something that I know a few of our founders who have been on that are in the CBD space have really been trying to navigate. And so when you talk about innovation and really the product piece of it. What's that journey been and the decision to go into retail alongside of your D2C? And how do you look at expanding that from a brand building perspective? Great question. Well, our primary business is still uh, D2C, um, and, and that was key for us. We've been really fortunate, though, to have some pretty dynamic retail partners, Nordstrom being one, Birchbox being another, and we're soon going into Bloomingdale's as well. Um, I think for us as a, a brand, so first and foremost, we are not a CBD brand. We are a plant-based beauty and wellness brand with a hero ingredient of CBD. Um, and that's our initial and first hero ingredient. There will be other hero ingredients. We will stay connected and deeply uh, rooted in our, um, in our CBD business because that's where we started. And we started there with intention because that's where the innovation was. We know that this is a long play. We also know that it was an opportunity to develop something that had not yet been developed in a way um, uh, to date. Um, but in terms of how our retail partners have supported us, you know, when we extended the collection, and so even when I first joined the brand, um, what had been released were our three tinctures, our two tinctures, our balance, our rest. Um, it was then called, uh, it wasn't called Yoni. We, ch we changed the names um, not long after I came on, but it was um, a vaginal oil, um, which is now called our Yoni. And we had our body butter, which is called Heal. Um, when I came on, being the beauty girl that I am, I was like, look, we need... CBD has amazing skin benefits um, topically. Um, it's a, it has more antioxidants than vitamin C and vitamin D put together. It's anti-inflammatory, so it works for masne, it works for acne, it works yes. for psoriasis, it works for uh, eczema. And so we created the Glow Luminous Facial Serum. But what we were intentional about doing, even with the creation of Glow, Glow, while it is topical, Yoni, while it is topical, um, can also be ingested because they're food grade. 
And so with expanding to retail, while some of our retail partners are not yet able to carry the ingestibles, our jellies, you know, our tinctures, they can carry the topicals. And so what that has done for us is created a wonderful bridge between our retail partners and our D2C business as well. Um, so that was definitely intentional. And then obviously, as we expanded to candles, that opened up retail opportunity as well. Um, our personal care fragrance will open up uh, retail opportunities as well. Um, so um, we are thinking um, about innovating um, how we create simple solutions, everyday solutions to some of those everyday exhausting stresses that we experience. And those are the ones that we sometimes overlook. I feel like a lot of the times we're trying to put together 10-year plans and we're thinking in such a big way, but it's like, what's the everyday solution that's going to help me get through this day? And how does it benefit and support the things that I'm just constantly going through? And I think, too, when we think about being an entrepreneur, being a founder, it is that everyday grind that we get caught up in that sometimes takes us away from the brand that we're building, the passion that got us there in the first place. And so coming out of your first year, what has been kind of this key learning of how you say, let me solve an everyday solution that is impacted by my business, but that is further impacted when I don't have self-care on myself because I can't show up for my business. What's that look like? How have you evolved past that this year? Oh my gosh. Well, um, people who know me know that I prioritize self-care. Um, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like crazy. It, it's become a priority for me, but I, I think through the business, um, what I have learned and because also I'm running two businesses, you know, um, Malika and I uh, on the day to day for Brown Girl Jane and then um, with Thai Life Media and I have a small team that works with me there, um, but mighty team, grateful. Um, is that what I've learned is that if I don't prioritize self-care and practice what we preach at Brown Girl Jane, then a lot of things will fall through the crack. But I think as it relates to business, one of the things that I actually started practicing before last year is that when I make my to-do list um, every single day or the night before, depending on how motivated and inspired I am, um, as I tackle that to-do list, I immediately take two things off and put it to the next day. Um, and that's been a practice of mine for many years because what it also says to me, just that ritual alone, that says to me is that you can accomplish things, but there are some things you may not accomplish and that's okay. Yes. Um, yes. So it's about how do you um, integrate even some of these philosophical, and this is, this is obviously a spiritual practice too um, that I've integrated. But with, with Brown Girl Jane, it's one foot after the other. Um, over this last year, what we've learned is really connecting with our tribe. You know, we, we remain bootstrapped as of right now. Um, and we did that intentionally because we wanted to really get a sense of who our tribe members are, uh, mostly women. Um, but there are a few guys in there. Um, you know, um, a large part of our consumer base you know, while we center the needs of black and brown women unapologetically, we also have incredible white women and other types of women who celebrate and support our product and our collection. And we're grateful for that. We want that because it is humanizing what this um, experience is. Um, and so I think over the last year from a business uh, standpoint, it's like it's stay grounded. Yes. That's what I've learned. Stay yes. grounded and stay connected. Um, and take your balance drops and your rest drops too. Don't forget those. We're like, don't forget those. And I have, it's interesting with the things that you said. So, so two things, you talk about intentionally bootstrapping and we constantly have that conversation. Um, I was just in a forum with someone from 25 Black Women in Beauty and it's always a topic because especially right now, like I'm like black women were always dope, leading things, powerful, magical. And now it's like, how do I invest in a black, black founded company? How do I invest in black women? And so there's this, this kind of, do I take investment now? Do I bootstrap? How do I keep ownership? How far can I go? Do I want to go that far? And you talk about the intentionality of bootstrapping to get you to a certain place. 
what, and I, and I know, and we know, everyone's journey is kind of different for their company, but how has that really enabled you to own your content, build your tribe, understand the business, determine your innovation strategy by bootstrap, bootstrapping? Well, because we haven't received funding yet, I can only speak from the standpoint of what it what it has meant to us to remain bootstrapped. Um, it, it has given us a lot of freedom to know when and how to pivot. Say, for instance, changing packaging. You know, when we when we added the logo, you know, the BGJ logo here. Um, when we when we decided to go into fragrance, not having to answer to um, investors that is that might have difference in opinions, like might not see the innovation proposition and the opportunity to um, to really kind of define wellness on the terms of, as you said earlier, what supports us environmentally. Um, so that bootstrap is, is connecting. Girl, let me just tell you also, um, <laughs> I haven't been in it in a while when looking, you know, I got girl. I would spend Saturdays calling tribe members and people who have purchased the product and ask them how they're doing and thank them for their purchase. Oh, you were so good at that. I, I like, literally ordered and I got a text message and it was like, thank you for your order, sis. I'm like, wait, wait, I literally, you are queen of that. And like <laughs> connecting and how, quite frankly, those connections, now granted, you know, my schedule has changed a lot since then, but, um, you know, granted how those connections also fuel the business. Yes. Then you, you're building people who are actually uh, you're building community and connecting with uh, tribe members who are actually hearing from you and know that their purchase and their connection to this brand matters. Um, I was able to ask specifically, yeah. how how are, is your skin reacting? Is it something that you use every day? Is it some, you know, those insights and those data points. And so what I would say is that while you're bootstrapping, do be intentional about how you invest in systems to collect data yes. and insights. Um, you can do it, obviously, mom and pop style the way that I did. But I think when you develop tools that way, that is going to further advance, um, one, how you uh, can develop uh, your projections and your growth strategy, right? And even your pr product development pipeline and what that might look like. Um, but then you can also be able to draw on that tribe member and those community people to support the evolution. So we launched an affiliate uh, network just from learning when I was calling people. They were like, well, I want to, you know, can I be an ambassador? And these are people <laughs> that may not necessarily have 100,000 followers, yes. but they want to evangelize. So for that reason, we we launched and created an affiliate program. Oh, my congratulations on that, because it's so yeah. funny when you look at the marketing funnel and the power of community, the power of the tribe and really taking time to invest there, because with so many things coming onto the market, it is going to be it's going to be the story, the background, the intentionality and those special touches that we look forward to. Like, I look forward to buying something because I know you're going to be like, how was it? And you actually care about what I think and the extra goodies like that just. It just makes us feel like we're part of something together, which is what you set out to do with the brand. And I think that the the notion of data and insights, because part of the conversation I've been advising founders on, too, is like, take the time to really understand your brand and your consumers or your tribe. That's the biggest mouthpiece to prepare you for investment so that when your investors come, you have the best valuation possible. You're rock steady in your foundation of what your brand is, what it means, why you're developing those products, because you can back it up with the data and insights that that's what the market means and that's what people are looking for from you. And so there's no right or wrong way to fundraise or win to, but there are tried and true things that you can do as a founder for a brand to move your brand to the place where it needs to be so you can get the best deal possible for yourself as you're looking at bringing in outside capital. Agreed a thousand percent. The thing I'll just add to that and, you know, for us, as we um, begin to raise um, and, and have conversations, it's like, have we carried this as far as we can and and still be able to answer the demand of what the opportunity is? Um, you know, Brown Girl Jane was named Refinery29's Beauty Innovator of the Year last year as a wellness brand in the beauty space. And then similarly, we, you know, made WWDs, which is huge, yes. wellness power player list. So yes. we're seeing what we saw ourselves, you know, actually come to fruition around this reckoning of beauty and wellness and actually beauty being wellness and wellness being beauty. Um, and so how do we 
take that to the next level? That's in product development. And so those are the questions that we had to ask ourselves, like, how do we start to, uh, you know, innovate more um, and more rapidly um, and, 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 and connect with our consumer and, and tribe member in different ways and provide her resources and tools that she needs. And those were the lever points for us um, as we, you know, consider and begin to seek out uh, investment. Wow. Well, you're innovating. You're innovating. And I know that we are close to wrapping up. I have two final things for you. So there's a quote um, that I heard you say, and, and it's written, and I just, I love it. And I think that it's so important, especially now when people say, you know, how is COVID and this? And I'm like, I'm just grateful. My family is here. I have a home. We're happy. We're healthy. And so you said gratitude and expectations can and should always coexist. And it just, it Absolutely. gives me chills. Like talk about, talk about that as we kind of prepare, because I, I, it's so powerful. Gratitude and expectations can and should always coexist. Since we're talking about beauty and entrepreneurship, I'm really going to take it there and make it about that. Um, and then I'll take it even a step further and make it about black and brown women as entrepreneurs and the fastest and the largest demographic of entrepreneurs um, seg- from a segment standpoint here in the U.S. You know, um, we have been taught as a people humility, and I appreciate humility. Um, I think that there is a place for humility, and I think there's a place for reverence of honoring and respecting the grace that has been afforded us. But I think oftentimes we stand in, in, in this space of humility to the detriment of knowing what we deserve and demanding what we deserve. And so that quote that you just shared, um, and that I say that to an entrepreneur that if you're going in and you're seeking funding, don't belittle in what you ask for if you know you actually deserve the most. What we do is we challenge other people to recognize and to reckon with what we know to be true. And so you can be grateful to be in the room pitching, but do so with authority and say, I demand this because I know I deserve this. Um, And that actually, let me just take that a step further and then I'll get back to the quote very quickly. Um, And not to make this a race thing, but this, this becomes, you know, both... The, the idea of what equity and showing up as your full self looks like. Yes. You know, women do it, men don't. Black women do it more when white women don't. And so we have to be very intentional about recognize that while we're grateful to be in the space, I deserve to be in the space. Yes. And you have to show up with that ownership. And so that quote, um, you know, about gratitude and expectation coexisting is a recognition that it's deserving. You know, we can be grateful and still demand and be and be understanding about what we expect. Um, And the the two are not mutually exclusive. And so I tell people and because you've worked with me in business, it's always so interesting because I am this kind person and I'm a person of spirit. But in business, I don't play Kendra. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Thank you. I, I literally I'm like, I demand this because I know I deserve it. And it's. I think we just have to constantly keep saying. And so I just, I appreciate you for being vocal about that, for being the constant reminder, because it's easy to say, I'm so grateful for this and I'm walking in humility. And like, we also have to have that other side that I'm here because I deserve it. I have the expertise, the experience and the background, and I need to claim that and own it. And that's okay. And that's matching the expectation. So I was excited. I was like, I got to, I need her to talk about this because it's so good. That was a good one. That was a good one. But you know, also, I, I think when I said that actually on Morning Mindset with Ty, it was in the space of actually about God. Um, because we go to God and we're like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I, I believe that. Thank you, God. But also go to God with all of your expectations because abundance is meant for you. And so, you know, it's like, it's like you as a mom, you want, you know, tea to be grateful for you, but you also want her to come to you and ask you for everything that she wants because she knows that you're going to provide it. So there is that connection. Oh, that's so powerful. She does know. She's like, Mom, I know you know. So go ahead. Let me get that credit card out to her. <laughs> I'll do that. Well, Ty, this has been fantastic. I always close out the show with one thing. And I love this question because I have learned so much. 
but it's one brand that you're excited about. And we always say it is Brown Girl Jane, it is your brand, but if there's another brand, especially you, because you come from this space and you're such a supporter. So what should we check out, know about, learn, buy? Oh, wow. That's such a great question. Um, I remain obsessed with the lip bar. Yes. Um, another brand I'm excited about. I was just with Chantel Martin the other day, the artist, uh, another black woman artist. And I'm excited about all that she's doing. She's incredible. There are too many, too many. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed right now with um, Femme Energy that um, my, my Spellman sister, Heather Lowry, who's over at Live Nation started and she has this whole album of black femme energy that she put together. Um, I'm looking at my countertop. What else is up here? Um, I just ordered something from the, the brand L uh, which was founded by Shaq. Who's a fam you grad. I have a cult of, of coquette up here, which is a black owned shoe designer. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Zarina acres. I could go on. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Oh yes. I could um, Epilogic, a brand, is another one that I use on my skin that is Black-owned. The Honey Pot. I, I mean, yes. I I just, I don't know. You Shall I say more? I don't know. Oh, my gosh, that was so good. That oh, was wait. So good. Oh, another one that I'm super obsessed with. No, this is a good one. This is for all the mamas. Oh. This is for... Actually, these are two for all the mamas, and I'm not a mommy yet, so you're going to want this one. Remember these two names. The first one is the fourth phase. So oh, for new yes, mommas, yes, yes. I was actually gifted that to um, Chanel, um, who's over at, um, at Instagram, and she's obsessed with that. That comes from Nana Akiwowo and Marcia Cole, yes. two black women founders. That's another great brand. Oh, I have. Okay. And then the other one for moms that I'm super obsessed with, it's not out yet, but write this down. I kid you not, oh my Kendra. Gosh. Write oh my this gosh. down. It's called Tinky Poo. Ooh. Tinky Poo. Tinky Poo. Now, let me tell you what this brand is. You've all heard of Pampers. You all have heard of diapers, right? Yes. Um, Nadia Bradshaw has done a diaper that is made with black and brown babies on it and empowerment messages oh for black my gosh. babies. Oh, disposable diaper that is organic and made oh. from the highest quality. And I promise you when I tell you, Nadia is going to be a billionaire because of this brand, but is also going to help change the images of how we teach and train young black and brown babies of color around identity. Oh so my gosh. He literally has the faces of black and brown babies on, on this diaper. Tinky poop. Thank you so much, Ty. It's just been an honor to have you here. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm so excited to see you grow and flourish. And thank you for all that you're doing to help heal women and especially women of color. And with that, I always like to end with an influencer that I'm checking out or that I want you to follow. And today's influencer is inspired by Ty. So please make sure to check out at fourth phase box. That's at fourth phase box founded by our dear friend, Marcia Cole. And as always, I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And there was many that I could talk about, but one of the things that stuck with me is demanding something for yourself because you deserve it. And while we can be grateful, we deserve all the things that are coming to us. We need to ask and we need to stand in our power and make sure that we demand it because we deserve it. So think about the thing that you're leaving with as well. And as always, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you look at podcasts. Your feedback means so much to us. So please make sure you subscribe, rate, and follow. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and Celessa Baker. Edited by Fishmar Creative. Executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Kalb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us. Business of the Beat is a Say It Loud Network production.